You're listening to Forgiveness Part 7, Using the Heart, a podcast by Sean Patrick Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com forward slash forgiveness. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul. Did you know there have been verified cases where heart transplants carry memories from the donor to the recipient? After the transplants, at times, those who received the heart will report having detailed dreams and memories that belonged to the person who donated the heart. The heart actually, somehow, has the ability to store and deliver information. Every bit of that information that I've heard about is related to emotion. When people say, listen to your heart, they may not even realize how incredibly accurate that statement can be. I was listening to a book that had a detailed story of this type of heart transplant on a day that I was looking for help strengthening my marriage to my wife, Grace. I'm not going to give the details of that story because it's fairly graphic and I don't think it's appropriate for everyone. But if you're interested yourself in looking it up, I found it in a book by Edwin Cole called Maximizing Manhood. One of the biggest issues I'd had with Grace was about some of the resentment I had toward her. Resentment for things she'd done in the past. I was struggling with that for some time. And on the day I wrote this, the day I heard one of those stories about such a transplant, that day I'd asked God to talk to me. I wanted him to help me learn more about this thing this tool I'd never learned to use, forgiveness. So that day, I didn't just hear the story about the heart. I heard a message from God. I heard, let your heart overcome your mind. And then some things began to hit me. I grew up learning how to defend myself in many different ways. I learned to be prepared for a fight by learning how to be scrappy. I learned how to let the forgiveness of Christ into my life by understanding that no human can judge me when no human is perfect enough to. I learned to always have packing material in boxes around because of moving way too many times. And, wrongfully, I learned that when someone new in your life hurts you, you put up walls based on what others have done in the past. Because I had been hurt by so many other people, I put up walls of logic in my mind. Walls that I thought protected me against anyone who might hurt me, even my wife. But the truth I didn't think about is, Grace wasn't making mistakes so she could hurt me. She was making them just because she had been taught some things wrong too. Just like me. In any relationship I've ever been in, I always remembered the logic and techniques of how to avoid hurt. I remembered how I didn't want to be hurt. So in my mind, I continued storing the false information of how to protect myself. The hurt from my past that I was trying to keep myself from was powerful enough that I let my mind overwhelm my heart. I was so blinded by that need to self-protect that I would end up hurting someone else when it wasn't needed or when it wasn't right. I had such a need to keep myself from being taken advantage of or damaged that I sometimes became a complete fool. But in any case, my so-called 
self-protection, it never worked. For a long time now, one of my life philosophies has been this, that I'd rather trust a hundred people, have 99 of them hurt me, and gain one friend than to never trust anyone at all. That's because in keeping everyone at arm's length, I'd be protected from having people hurt me, but I'd never have a friend, a romance, or a confidant. So I decided it was worth the risk, because the hurt of not having anyone to be close to in any way was greater than the hurt of having someone harm me. That's a great philosophy, but until just before writing this, I didn't realize that forgiveness had to be part of it to make it work. I would never get close enough to anyone to truly benefit my life if I would never be forgiving of everyone who's ever harmed me. That lack of forgiveness would always keep people just outside my walls. So in this moment when I heard that book, I heard that story about the heart transplant, and I heard God, I came to realize something. If I'm going to make my life, my daughter's life, the lives of others around me, and the love of my wife really worth something, I'm going to have to forgive. And if I'm truly going to forgive, I'm going to have to let my heart overwhelm my mind. After almost 50 years of hurt and time in a false comfort zone, forgiveness was hard. But my pain didn't just come from what I'd done to others and what others had done to me. That pain also came from a lack of forgiveness. In any turning point, you have to find out if the rewards will outweigh the sacrifice. And for me, it was time to find out. Because when it came to losing relationships and gaining consequences, I'd had enough. Even when worldly wisdom creeps in and the mind is convinced of things that aren't true, the heart still knows the truth. So it's true what the Bible says, that God has written his laws on our hearts. It's true that even when people don't believe God is real, there is still hurt from being separated from God because the heart remembers him. And it's true that even though I wasn't getting along with my wife, Grace, I still love her, even if my mind and my defenses covered it up. But my heart never forgot, and it never forgot the good things about her. So I came to realize, and I finally let my heart remind me, forgiveness is God's law, and my wife deserves it as much as me and anyone else. I remembered in my heart that I always want to do the right thing, no matter what my eternal fate is. I remembered I want to be like Christ, not like me, because Christ is someone everyone should want in their lives. I am not. Christ is perfect. Christ is a Savior. I am not. So to become more Christ-like, I have to do what He did. I have to let my heart overwhelm my mind, because my mind is tainted with what the world wants and what the devil has put into it. This is why evil wages its war to control the mind. But my heart is the tool God uses to change me and make things right in my life. My heart is my compass, even when my mind is wrong. As Jesus says in Matthew 12, 34, quote, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Unquote. 
When I need God to change me, I ask him to change my heart, not my mind. That's something I've been doing for years now. But lately, I've been adopting a new tool, especially when trying to forgive people. Lately, I ask God to remind me of those laws he's written on my heart. I ask him to remind me of who I want to be, and I ask him to remind me to let my heart overwhelm my mind. It works, and it's one of those moments when I realize that sometimes changing myself for the better doesn't start with the past, the mind, or the body. Sometimes it starts by asking God to work with my heart, and sometimes it starts by letting my heart overwhelm my mind. You've been listening to Forgiveness Part 7, Using the Heart, a podcast by Sean Patrick Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul. The next and final podcast in this series is called Forgiveness Part 8, Bringing Change.